Welcome to a very special episode of the Roast and Toast podcast, guys. I love this movie, and I'm sorry, <laughs> I can't deny it, I love this movie. Um, and also, who are we? Uh, I don't know. I am Jordan, and here with me, as always, are John and Ryan. John, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. Great. Ryan, how are you? Doing pretty good. Great. Uh, what's a roast from this past week that you would like to call out? Uh, I've been watching my cousin's dog this weekend, and she didn't let me sleep last night. That sucks. What kind of dog? She's a, well, he thinks she's a lab. We think she's like a greyhound mix. Oh, okay. Because she's funky looking. Oh, well, way to judge based on appearance, John. Um, well, she ain't very bright either. So. <laughs> that doesn't help. Um, Ryan, how about you? I don't think I have a roast from this week. It's been a pretty good week. Well, that's good. Also, you don't have the tan from last time, the face oh, mask tan. No, it's no there. but I still have like a nice little... Ooh, awesome! Tan. That yeah. looks good. That looks great. Good. The wedding dress. Yes. Too. It's going to be spot on. <laughs> um, I'm going to chalk my roast up to just people. People <laughs> in general. Um, especially with work this week. Some people just need to go <laughs> and they can go anywhere that is not near where you are just isn't where i am they need to go far away (laughs) um so that's gonna be my roast but guys we watched an amazing movie that i know you guys loved (laughs) um we watched uh what year was this made (laughs) the 1996 black comedy directed by nick castle who if you don't know plays michael in the halloween movies interesting which i thought was oh Weird way to go for a director. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he directed this movie. This movie stars Ellen DeGeneres and her film debut. Oh, really? She played like an extra in a different movie, but this was like her starring role debut. Oh, okay. there, she had been in TV. Um, she'd had her show for a little while. And then she like this is really the only movie other than like Finding Nemo that she's done. Hmm. Um, and it did not go over well. <laughs> Um, so this movie stars Ellen DeGeneres as, uh, oh, I didn't even write her name. Martha. Uh, Martha Martha. something. Uh, she stars as Martha. Uh, Bill Pullman starring as Whitman Crawford. Joan Cusack, the star of this film. Queen. As Inga Gunther and John Livingston as Walter. Uh, this film had a budget of $19 million, and you guys want to guess how much it got at box office? Not even close to that. 12. 12.8. Hey, Very good, yeah. John. Uh, so it was a flop. Um, Ellen, uh, Ellen. <laughs> <laughs> Ellen will bring it up on her show sometimes, how bad the movie was, because <laughs> um, it got so much criticism. Uh, some interesting information. Lisa Kudrow... A screen tested for the role of Ellen's sister, Annie, who really isn't in this movie, yeah. so I don't know why they wouldn't have chosen her, because she was famous for Friends at this yeah. point. Yeah, Maybe she wanted a better role. Maybe she... Can you imagine Lisa Kudrow as Ellen's character? That would have been, that so been it, wouldn't it, it wouldn't even be the same movie. No, it would have been good. It would have been insane. And then Ben Affleck screen tested for the role of Walter. No, I like the guy that played Walter. Not Whitman... But Walter. Wait, who's Walter? Walter is the young assistant who Ellen... Oh. I don't think Ben Affleck would have been... I think they should have done someone that looked more different than Whitman, though. Because they did look kind of similar. Well, Whitman or Walter? Walter and Whitman, they both look kind of alike. Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, I see what you mean. I don't know if Ben Affleck would have been a pick. 
I don't He's think really so. Um, <laughs> so hey, this. Play the meat Batman. Um, Batman. Not my favorite. Not my favorite, but better than George Clooney. Agreed. Which <laughs> that we'll we should do that one to in the near future. <laughs> we should do that one. Um, so this movie is uh, award nominated. Okay. Nominated for a Razzie. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ellen was nominated for an a-, a Razzie for Worst New Actress, but she didn't win it. Aww. She did win a Bad Stinkers Award movie for, <laughs> I think, I can't remember and I didn't write it down. It was um Biggest Stretch and it was Ellen, oh, lesbian Ellen, <laughs> Ellen playing a heterosexual woman. I was hoping. <laughs> Which, I, th- I mean... Is it the best? No. No. Is it believable? Maybe. Iffy. Yeah. But she got in the Amazon reviews so much criticism uh, for it. I felt I so bad. She doesn't deserve hate, but so many people were like, I can't believe that. I like I can't believe her performance. Well, and this was pre her like openly admitting it. Wasn't I it? think it's around the, the time. time. Okay. But now that people know Still yeah. in the reviews, they'll be like, "Well, I can't believe her," but I'm just like, "Get I don't over think she yourself." For it. She's yeah, just acting a role. She's just making money for a movie yeah. she didn't do well in. But again, I love this movie. <laughs> um, so um, that's really um, some background information. Ryan, you want to summarize this movie for us? Oh, okay. So it opens up. We're in Mexico, because obviously there's Mexican music, which means we have to be Mexican. Mm-hmm. And so it's these two like detectives walking down a hallway, and then there's Ellen in a wedding dress and a tiara, and she's like, "They're like, how did a good girl like you get here?" And so she's like, "Oh, it all started one day." And she tells the story about how this guy stalks her, and it just gets insane. And I'm gonna leave it at that. All right. Okay. Sounds good. So let's get into the thick of it. So as you established. Ellen is in a Mexican prison, and we don't know why, and so she starts telling the story as to why she's there. She is a production person on a morning show in California. So, because I, w- I was confused. Is she a production person or, like, an assistant to everyone? Cause there was she has her own assistant. Yeah, but there was a little bit of, like, the, the two main hosts would, like, ask her for information, uh-huh. and it seemed like almost she was... Their assistant? I think she was just the person that did like all the scheduling. And stuff. Okay, because so I she thought was she was like casting that. almost, mm-hmm. but I'm almost a hundred percent sure during like a voiceover or something she says she's a production assistant. Okay. okay. Um, which doesn't make sense based off of the work she does. She does a lot. She does like coordinating who's coming on. And yeah. She was the person. She's more the than plan. an assistant. Yeah. But um, because she also has her own. She has like two assistants. Two. She's got yeah. The and energy. she. There was something that really stood out. Oh, when the show starts, if she's a production assistant, she should be on the floor when it's yeah, filming. But she, she goes, goes back off to, the office. to her own office. Yeah. Like, as, once the show starts, she's gone. Yeah, which yeah, I feel does not jive well. Because if something goes wrong, she's the one that needs to be there to fix it. Yeah. Shouldn't everyone be working on the show when the show is broadcasting? Yes. Why is, like, half the staff going Well, some people work? are probably, like, script writers and stuff like that. I mean, there's behind-the-scenes stuff, but... Because there were a bunch of people still out on the floor. But Ellen should definitely be oh, yeah. out on the or floor. Or at least in a booth in the back or something. Yeah, something. Instead, she's just walking around, and then she goes to her office. Mm-hmm. And so, 
there's this very young guy, or even way before this, sorry, we I forgot to establish. So Ellen was at a wedding, mm-hmm. um, and it was her sister's wedding, who was younger than her. And now everyone is like, oh, well, it's only so long until Ellen gets married, or you'll until Martha next, gets married. No yeah, and so <laughs> her, like, grandma comes up to her and is like, you'll be next. And then she turns to her friend, she's like, she's drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, and then she talks to her friend, the only black person in the entire movie. There were a lot of black people at the wedding. Were there? Yeah, there was her, and then actually in that scene, there was a table behind them. Because I mentioned at the time, I was like, very inclusive for the time. At least for, like, the first ten minutes. Yeah. Yeah, well, because, yeah. I was going to say, because after that, the only one black person. Because her best friend was, and then there was a whole group at one point as we're panning through the wedding. Mm. There's, like, a whole table of everything. I didn't even know. That's that's enough, but, like. No. Yeah. We need it through. Better than something, considering the Especially in the, in 96. Yeah. Yeah. So, at this wedding, Ellen talks with her um, friend, who's the only black person in the entire movie, who was actually in a... SNL cast member um, for a couple of years. Her name was Ellen Cleghorn, but I can't remember her name in the movie. Maybe it was Rhonda? I don't know. Yeah, uh, maybe. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> and so uh, someone's about to throw the bouquet, and so um, her friend gets up to go, and before Ellen gets up to go, she like downs her glass of wine, which I was like, respect. <laughs> and so now getting back to it, so her sister is just married, so now Ellen's like, what? I should be dating, and why am I not dating? And her younger, like, attractive assistant, who it's she... creepy. Is creepy, but at the same time is head over heels for her. Yeah. And is definitely in a whole different league than she is. <laughs> she wants nothing to do with him. Why? Way. Yeah, well, I mean, he was kind of sweet, kind of nice, but maybe she's tired of it at this point. I don't know. Because, like, they'll hug her, she's like, okay. Time to let go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she, he is younger for her, and I think she says, like, let's not mix up work yeah. with this. But at the same time, she falls for him later on, so... Which didn't make any sense. There was no, like, exposition to them falling yeah. in love, but... No rhyme or reason, no. so it doesn't make any sense. So then, Ellen goes home mm-hmm. um, later on, and she's, like, so depressed that she goes and just turns on the TV... And all that's playing is a bunch of, like, love songs and stuff. Or, like, love movies and well, this yeah, is TV shows. Oh, it is. Yeah. That's yeah. right. And no one gave her any flowers. Mm-hmm. And her assistant is like, want one of mine? Savage. Because, yeah, she's like, these are all from my fiancé. And I'm sure he wouldn't mind if we gave you a couple. Um, I would have minded. I was like, <laughs> I wasn't paying to give you give them away. Yeah. But no, that was, I thought that was funny. Yeah. Was there something you were going to say, Ryan? Okay, so just, like, some of the one lines in this movie are phenomenal. Because, like, every once in a while she'll, like, talk over, like, the scene, like, narrator. Mm-hmm. And she's like, and then it's just Valentine's Day. It's the latest day on a single girl's calendar. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, and then, like, when she's talking to your sister, she's like, you're the most excellent dude. Like, just those <laughs> cringy lines. Yes, like, the dialogue is far from being good. Bad. And Ellen's delivery is very dry. She is fantastic live. I think when she has to deliver preset lines and like stick just, to a script, she kind of falls apart. Yeah, when she didn't create it herself. Mm-hmm. So she's evolved um, mm-hmm. in many ways um, yeah, since this time. Wait, there. Oh, someone asks if they can French kiss Ellen yes, at some I, point. This is the date. So she's going on a date. Oh yes, that's right. <laughs> oh my gosh. So she, before she goes home and decides to go out to a bar, she goes on a blind date. Mm-hmm. That's 
honestly awful. Terrible. And the guy walks her home, and then, like, she goes up to the door with her... I don't know who asks if they can well, French kiss you. So before you. that, she's trying to open the door, and he's standing, like, really close behind her, and he's like, you smell really good. And she's like, okay. And, like, she's trying to close the door. Like, she's already yeah. in the house. Uh-huh. Like, and he just goes, can I French kiss you? <laughs> and she's like, night. <laughs> <laughs> Which sounds like something, like, a third grader who doesn't know what yeah. French kissing is would ask, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Because um, I... Not that I've, like, been on this scene enough to really know, but I feel like the guy doesn't go up when it's a romantic moment, even though this wasn't a romantic moment, to be like, can I French kiss you? Know, you? we're overlooking something. He asked for consent. Wow. You know what? And kudos to him. Especially this far back in time. Kudos to him for respecting her enough to at least ask. Need to work on reading the room and knowing mm-hmm. the mood, but at least he asked. And... French kissing is a little heavy when they haven't even kissed yet, but still, he asked, yeah. which I overlooked that. Wow. This movie was progressive. <laughs> Casting a gay woman as a heterosexual woman and asking for consent to kiss. This movie was better than I thought. Wow, 96 was a good year. <laughs> um, and so, then Ellen, so after seeing everything on TV, she goes to a bar to get drunk, and she goes to the jukebox to play the song, I'm so lonesome I could cry, which apparently is her favorite which song. It's such a depressing mood to just think of. Well, so she's like reading down the jukebox, and they're all just sad songs. Yes. Like, like I hate myself. I cry. <laughs> like, terrible. This is a song. Honestly, for sure. And first of all, what bar has such terrible songs in their jukebox? Yeah. And second of all, what kind of vibe does it set for your life when you're like my favorite song is i'm so lonely i could cry well we know she's a weird person because later on she says her favorite memory is when some rando oh my gosh yes childhood trauma is oh my goodness like that's usually like people's nightmares but she's like this clown was at my window waving she's like this is the best thing ever i thought god sent me yes she's like i thought god sent me this clown Oh my god. God loves you more than that. And just the, <laughs> the context of that whole scene, which is coming right up, so we're going to yes. get to it. So Ellen drops her quarter to put in the jukebox, and someone plays the song for her, and it's Bill Pullman, who just gives a bad vibe. Yeah. He looks like a creep. He isn't really that attractive. No, and he kind of has, like... The sexy voice, like the whole movie. Yes, I noticed that. That his voice was not his own. He never loosens up. Yeah. There's no like, this was my I'm in public trying to be polite persona, and this is my normal persona. It was just always the yeah. Well, as we'll like later find out, that's not his worst character trait. No. Yes, that voice is not the worst thing about him, and so they dance for like ten seconds. Staring at each other and not smiling. <laughs> I have seen middle schoolers dance less awkwardly than <laughs> yes. these two did. Like, I don't want to give credit to the negative people on Amazon, <laughs> but there is something to be said about her performance with Bill. Yeah, as far as romance goes, it's with hard this to create movie. a fake attraction that you can't even understand. You can't yeah. Even try to yeah. He gives, like, if I were in Alan's position, I wouldn't, like, he gives off no vibe to me of someone I would want to be with no, at yeah. all. Yeah. 
Because there is a level of, like, you have to have chemistry with the person you're having chemistry with. They had with. no chemistry. And she later says in the movie, we yeah. don't have chemistry. <laughs> um, which is really meta, because yeah. it's also outside of the movie that they don't have chemistry. And so they dance, and they have dinner for a bit, and then she goes on a walk with him. By with herself. The, without knowing anything about him. Oh yeah, they go down to, like, the pier thing, don't yes. they? Yes. Yeah. In the dark themselves and then she takes him to her house and that's a sign that this was made by a guy who plays a serial killer in horror <laughs> movies because it is set up as if it could oh, be yeah. that at any minute if there's something we've learned from watching these bad movies set in older times it's they didn't know how women actually reacted to stuff exactly and i'm really tired of like the movie trope where it's like macho man of the writer so he's sensitive so we have to fall for he's him. such oh my Bad gosh writer. and he's a terrible <laughs> writer please tell like, me you have this poem no I, I, I at the time i was like should i pause this and like really but, but then i was like i'm sorry i can't it's really long. but it was it was an amazing poem that he cannot read worth eight no. but it is. Yeah. and so they go for a walk and then they just start to kiss and I don't want to say Ellen is easy, but they make <laughs> Whoopi within knowing each other for two hours. Yeah. And this really nice house, by the way, that's yeah. like all glass. Um, and they go over to his house and they have just made Whoopi. And they're like lying on the floor of in his living of room yeah. in front of the fire. And I noticed this little detail Behind them is, like, a table, mm-hmm. and on the little table is, like, honey, crackers, and beer. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, did they just, like, pause halfway through, and they're like, I want a I snack. snack. <laughs> Breakfast of champions right there. Beer and honey on crackers. <laughs> um, so that kind of threw me for a loop <laughs> a little bit. And so at this point, we get the clown story of how when Ellen was six... She was so lonely, mm-hmm. and she saw a clown outside her window, and she thought it was a friend that God sent just for her when it was a birthday clown for someone across the street, and she was so bummed. And it's a, po- I don't even know what it's supposed to be. I, it, Is it supposed to be sweet? I think it's supposed to be. It was scary. I don't, it, was. it sounds terrifying. If a clown is outside my window, like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> it is not comforting at all. No, no. I don't know what's going on and with that. I don't even mind clowns, but that would terrify Yes. Me. Um, I would be mortified, but it comes back to actually haunt Ellen in this movie. Mm-hmm. And so then Ellen goes to visit her parents, like, a, I guess a, the next day or the day after. Yeah. And she's talking about this date, and her parents are like hanging on the edge of every word at the fact their daughter finally had a date. Okay, let's talk about the Steve Martin rip-off. Yes! yes. Okay, like, you noticed too? Dead yes. up like him, but was not Steve Martin. Mm-hmm. It was probably the worst part of the whole movie, is that it wasn't <laughs> Steve Martin. Yeah, Ellen's Although, dad sucks. I'm glad Steve Martin wasn't. That's true. It would yeah, have been so much better with It could have been better, but... Yeah. It, yeah, it what if be. he'd been Bull Pullman instead? Ooh, <laughs> that would have been, been good. good. He would have been good. He would have. He would have played crazy pretty well. He does play crazy pretty well. And so they're at her parents' house, and they're just like floored that she finally went on a date. Um, and then she, her sister is there, 
Which I'm yes, like, inside, but not when they're outside. Yeah, and I'm like, you just got married. Why aren't you on your honeymoon? Why are you at your parents', parents house? Live with the other daughter and her husband because later on she goes to the house again, and they're all four there. Oh, that's true. No, but then she asks Ellen to house sit for oh, them. That's true. So they wouldn't live together. Maybe they were just the first one to leave that, leave that day. But, but Ellen's right, sister's should... husband isn't even there. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, where is he? Maybe sometimes. Why passed, is she at the because... house? I'm guessing some time has passed in between the wedding and Valentine's Day. Oh, okay. Well, no, because they're talking about Valentine's Day that day. Oh, were they? Yeah. Because she's like, oh, what did you guys get for Valentine's Day? These bagels? And they're like, oh, no, we got, like, hummus or something. Like, (laughs) something really stupid. And so, from there, um, we have, like, an... I guess they go out on a date again. They go out on a boat, mm-hmm. Ellen, and it's very brief, like a montage of them on a boat, and yeah. then they go out to dinner. And that's where he says he's got like a crazy ex-girlfriend. And... Does he? Yeah, yeah. He talks about Inga. Real quick. Yeah, it's like the shortest little thing. I don't even remember that at all. So they're talking about like being honest, and it's important to be honest, and she's like, and he's like, you ever heard of girlfriend Inga, and yeah, it was like a split second. No, it was like one sentence. I can't believe I missed that because later on, there was something that when he mentions, In- or she mentions Inga to him about being crazy, and I'm like, well, it's never been established. Well, there is okay. one sentence. Yes. Well, that, okay. Well, I can't believe I missed this. <laughs> I missed Mrs. Dabney in the Heartbreakers movie. <laughs> I missed this moment and Mr. Wrong. I'm just not paying nah, good, good enough attention. Um, and so... They go back to make whoopee again at his house. So much whoopee. <laughs> they're in bed, and then he's like, want me to read you my poems? I found one of his poems. Yes, read it, Ryan. Okay, but you have to read it like him. I don't think I can. Do you want to read it? I guess. I can try. It's um, called Incident. Okay. <laughs> it's such a bad poem. So, and also, he's like naughty. It's, he hasn't memorized almost because he's not, yeah, he's not looking at the, he's paper. not looking at the paper at all when he reads it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to read this as best as I can compared to how he did it. You got to get that gruff voice too. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. I look across the table and think fiery with love. Ask me, go on, ask me. To do something impossible, something freakishly useless, something unimaginable and inimitable, like making a finger break into a blossom, or walking for half an hour in 20 minutes, (laughs) or remembering tomorrow. I will you to ask it, but all you say is, Will you give me a cigarette? And I smile and returning returning to the marvelous world of possibility, I give you one with a hand that trembles with a human tremble. That's how awkward and just creepy it is. It's doesn't make any sense. He's a bad poet. (laughs) There's like nothing to be interpreted from that. But Ellen's face during the whole reading is hysterical. And I couldn't (laughs) tell if she thought it was bad too or if she's just bad at acting. She has one one facial expression. Which is puzzlement. (laughs) (laughs) Which is, what's my next line? (laughs) (laughs) I think 
She was pretending like she liked it because all she says is beautiful. Yeah. After. Okay, She's yeah. just like, beautiful. That's what I thought. Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and he seems to buy it. He did yeah. buy um, it. So I think that's what it was. Okay. I thought so, but I wasn't sure. But I it is obvious. He was like making it up as he was going. I thought Which so too. it kind of felt like. Yeah. It's honestly one of the worst poems ever written. And so she's just like, oh, this is amazing. And so then I think the next the next day he drops her off at his house. And that's when we get a, a call from Inga. And yes. can I just say, man, I love Joan Cusack in this movie. <laughs> she did fantastic. We only get her audio, but even still, I was eating it up. <laughs> it was amazing. So something she says on the phone is she's threatening Ellen, and something she says, or dang it, where is it? She'll be like, I'll mess your butt up yes. so bad. Mess your butt up. <laughs> what kind of threat is that? Well, this movie was PG-13. True. So we had to keep it PG-13. There was some cussing in it, though. Not much, Not but some. There was some, because I wrote language in my notes. There's no F-bomb. No. Yeah, that's nice. And they make it one, but they didn't use it. Yeah, they didn't use it. At this time, it, at this point, point in time i think you can only get one but nowadays you can get two is it two? 13 yeah but there's no f-bomb in this movie and so when <laughs> this scene is really strange because i think ellen is pouring a glass of tomato it juice like yeah. or like v8 it gave me flashbacks of our terrible oh my <laughs> gosh yes uh clamato is a no and so she's like, there's not much in the picture that she's pouring, but she's like, it's all over the floor. <laughs> she's like, her face is frozen in like a weird smile. <laughs> and when she's pouring it, and then there's just tons of this Clamato juice on the floor with yeah. Ellen looking so strange as she pours it out. She forgot her line. And she's, <laughs> she <laughs> forgot her line. But wait, okay. Do, does Ellen know who Inga is? Like I said, I think. I think he'd already said anything about her, or maybe it's after this that he mentions her. I think it's after this because she doesn't know. Okay. I'm almost pretty. I'm pretty sure she doesn't know who Inga is. Maybe that's what it was. But eventually, he acknowledges that it was an ex. Okay. So it's probably after this. Okay. Because I was like, I'm, I'm pretty sure she was um, really confused by it when okay. she had that strange scene, and then the next, like next, she's at work again, and she's just doing some stuff and I think he sent her flowers or something yes. and everyone in the a office is talking of about it and she has like a, a cork board of like different ideas for the show and I looked at it and there's some it. interesting stuff on the cork board so here's some things written down 101 carrot recipes then there's the big one that's, that's all that's on the card <laughs> the big one survival Oh, is this when she's, like, putting the cards yes. on the board? I remember seeing the board. I didn't read them, though. Earthquakes. Canned food is your friend. And then one that says, and continued, is all that's on this cork board. What does she do? Honestly, <laughs> I want to know 101 carrot recipes. Because <laughs> that's 101 more recipes than I thought there were for just carrots. Yeah. Um, and so she's working on it. And, oh, okay, the black woman's name is Jane. Okay, I wrote it down. Okay, so her black friend is Jane. So she comes in, acts like she doesn't see the flowers. Yeah. Then she sees the flowers and is shocked. And then she's like, oh, I told everyone in the office you got flowers. Well, I think, so Walter had just been in there, right? Or somebody. I think had. it was delivered. Okay. I'm pretty sure. And, they were, and I think she was trying to act nonchalant. 
like because Walter came in. in. Is that yeah. what it was? Because mm-hmm. I think she was trying to walk in and be like, "Oh, no big deal." And then when she was safe or whenever she was, everybody wasn't looking anymore. She was like, "Oh," and got to be excited. Mm-hmm. But, no, I thought that was weird too. Yeah, because she's like, "Oh, I haven't seen these," but then I'm surprised. But then I've already told everyone told you have flowers, so yeah. I don't get it. I think it was feigned excitement. Yeah, that makes sense. And so. Then they're at, di- or no, so Bill meets, uh, Bill Pullman meets Ellen's parents, and everything goes well. They get along great. Is there something you want to say, Ryan? I thought it was like a really creepy family gathering. They just all smiled yes. the whole time. It was so strange. Well, I mean, think about how they act throughout the end of the movie. So it kind That's of, true. They're very distant from their daughter's life. Yeah. yeah, because of the fact that Ellen is, like, 30 and unmarried, they're basically like, sorry, we can't have a good relationship with yeah. you, so we're going to cut ourselves off from you. Because um, I guess that's just how it was yeah. back in 96. <laughs> and so, while they're driving away, we get this crazy discussion that would be a huge red flag in a relationship, where Bill is like, oh, yeah, that went well, but, like, I just wasn't myself. Yeah. I wasn't who I am. And she's like, but I want you to be. He's like, okay. He's like, you want me to be free? And she's like, I want you to be free in our relationship. And he's like, I can't believe this. It feels so good to be free. And like his eyes just go a little crazy. Yes. Changed on the spot. Like within seconds. And so then he's like, you want to do something crazy? And she's like, well, um, sure. And so they drive to a gas station, and he's just shoving beers down his jacket. And Ellen is like, no, we can't steal. And he's like, stolen beer tastes better than, uh, like, paid for beer. And so he, like, shoves, he gives her a can, and she's, like, trying to give it back to him. And the guy at the counter, who seems, who's, like, he's suspicious suspicious of them, um, he's like, oh, well, what do you want? And then he still, Bill's still buying stuff in order to like give the can back to Ellen when she hands it back to him Mm -hmm. and so then they walk out Ellen accidentally drops a can of beer Mm -hmm. so for all this guy knows she stole one can of beer he He, you want to cover it he grabs a baseball bat yes and starts chasing after and i mean he's swinging with intent to kill yes like he is enraged (laughs) over the fact he has lost one can of beer because sorry go ahead and so walter's or whitman not walter whitman's already in the car and he's like come on we gotta go and like ellen's not opening the door for some reason. Yeah, she's, yeah. Like she's just like, uh, yeah, hopping into the car with one leg. Yeah, and he's pulling off as she's in it, and the dude comes running out and swings at them and, like, is trying to knock her head off. Yes! <laughs> and then Whitman is just like, that was close. Whitman's, like, taking pictures like Yeah. <laughs> and they drive off, and then he's drinking and driving. Yes, and no one addresses it. Yes, and... It was 96. And so... Ellen is like, this is wrong. And then he's just like, you don't want me to drink this? And she's like, no. And so then he pours it out and he throws the can at a hobo. <laughs> yes. And he's like, what? You didn't want me to throw it at an old man? Like, was mad at her. Yeah, because he- Ellen's like, how could you do that? And he's like, do what? <laughs> and she's like, you threw that at an old man. Well, first of all, she says old man when it's a homeless person because he has like a sign. Yeah. And then like, the next day, she's talking to her friend Jane. And she's so chill about it. 
Yeah, she's like so defensive of his behavior. Jane gives the worst advice ever. She <laughs> says, all men are horrible in their own way. We just have to accept that and move on. What kind of philosophy is that to live by? She's like, she's like that's fine. My, like, my man likes monster trucks. In what way am I terrible? Can't say. <laughs> You're gonna have to step out of the room, John. <laughs> and then she's also like, he also calls my breasts bazongas. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, was oh weird. my gosh. So she was comparing that to stealing and hitting an old man. Yes. Yeah, it's like, fine. Those are nowhere near this. It's like, same okay, thing. your man has weird things he does. He assaulted someone. Yeah. And she's just like, Honestly, it's not a boys big deal. Boys. Yeah, like, it's fine. Like, toxic masculinity is uh, acceptable. It was and 96. A different time, my friend, a different time. And so then she's just like, well, okay, I guess it's fine then, and I'm going to give him another chance. We're like, first of all, we had that creepy discussion of being free, then he steals, and then he assaults someone. He, You have given him every chance, so yeah. there is no need to give him any more. out. So now Ellen is going to meet Bill's mom, who is barely, I think she's supposed to be someone famous, but she's in this movie for like five minutes. Yeah. Like barely five minutes. Yeah. And she's like an older woman who has a super cool pair of glasses that like, they're yes. like opera glasses <laughs> that like pop up from a stick. She always looks surprised when they pop out too. She always does it and it's like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I didn't know they could do that. Um, and so they play charades. The most awkward game of charades yes. ever. Their whole, the, the mother-son dynamic is just weird. Yeah. Very strange. Because they, like, well, we need to talk about the charade scene, but, like, when he, Bill Pullman leaves, they hug for, like... And they're making months. noises in those rooms. Yes! yes. <laughs> it it's so, so weird. weird. And she has money. Yeah. Somebody has money. He's, we don't know who, actually. I'm guessing a dead dad. Because, like, his... Because they say later on that he's got a trust fund of $50,000 a month is what he gets to spend. Which also, that's something, and I don't want to jump ahead because there's still so much more to cover before we get there. But, like, we never get anything more on that. Like, it's just put out there Well, it's just to explain that, like, where all this stuff's coming from, I think. But, like, the way they propose it makes it seem like he has some kind of a history or something. But, like, it's never elaborated upon later on. I'm guessing dead dad. Probably. And so, during charades, Ellen has to do um, Madame Bovary, which I guess is a book. book. Um, and the way that they were shooting this scene, it looked like Ellen was on one end of the room. Like, yes. far away. Yes, <laughs> like at the end of a hallway. And then they were like in the living room next to a fireplace. <laughs> so they were like 20 feet away from each other at least. Mm-hmm. And so he can't guess it. Um, he can't guess the charade. And that's really all of the time that they have together. And then right before they go, um, Bill's mom is like, I will let you kiss me on the cheek. And so Ellen has like the most awkward like yeah. kissing the mother-in-law on the cheek. Well, and then when she first gets there, she's she like pulls her glasses out and she's like, spin around for me. And she's like, she's got good birthing hips and yes. ample bosom. Yes, I was like, what? Like, this is kind of out there. And then she gives another crazy line, and I wrote it down. When um, she's talking to Ellen, she's like, you'll make a good wife, and I'm sure you'll give my son a bone fest of a honeymoon. Yes. Which I'm like, they're already making whoopee. But um, beside the point, I guess you don't know that. (laughs) And so 
Then I think when she goes home next, Inga is there waiting for her. And we finally get to see Inga, which is Joan Cusack, with a side pony, a crazy <laughs> denim jacket. It was like, fantastic. A really colorful shirt and something else, but she just looks off the chain. Yeah. Best performance Amazing. in the whole movie. And so Inga is like threatening Ellen, and Ellen is like scared. Super relaxed about it. Yeah, she's scared someone's broken in, but when she finds out it's Inga, she's like, oh, this is fine. Yeah. She's like, no biggie. And then there's a man inside her house, too, and she's like, oh. Oh no, what's happening? Like, and yeah, it's this giant guy named Bob. Who's <laughs> awesome. Who is in a relationship with Inga. But is helping Inga take revenge on Whitman's Her ex-boyfriend who she wants to get back with. Yeah. So that's an interesting relationship. Well, he says something about it like towards the end. Too, mm-hmm. so. He's like, I want her to be happy or yeah, something. Yeah, he's like, love's crazy. I'll <laughs> do anything for her to be happy. And so he picks her up and puts her on the couch and then... Um, he she, he tells Bob to do something. She's like slap her or something. Uh, was it was it slap her in the car later on? He's it's like pull her she's hair. pull her hair. But at this point, she's like, "You want me to put something sticky in your hair?" And Ellen's like, "Preferably no." no. And then Joan Cusack is like, "Okay." And so she takes out a wad of gum and puts it in Ellen's hair, um, which was just really interesting. Oh, she was like. Rip up the couch, Bob. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Cut the couch. Like, I don't want to. And he just rips like one seam off of one yeah. cushion of the couch. And then she's like, this is your warning. Stay away from women. <laughs> He's mine. And so now is something that I feel we need to discuss that mm-hmm. you brought up before we started recording. Why did Inga and Whitman ever break up? Because they're both yes. crazy. So they should be together. They like match each other as crazy too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it makes no. I really want to know the in and out of why they broke up. I think maybe at one point he says that there wasn't chemistry or something. Maybe. Which is a reason Ellen gives to Bill when she tries to break up with him. Mm-hmm. But they're so insane that it would seem like they would go they well work. together. Yeah, you'd think. So that doesn't make any sense. But I love Inga, and I wish she had gotten a happier ending. Yeah. Um, oh, and something, she gives this great line where Ellen will be like, hey, and then she's like, hey, is for horses. horses. <laughs> she says that a couple of times, and I'm like, what a great line for her to have. It really made me laugh it so hard. One of the, the only moments I laughed in this movie, um, which I did love. I still want to talk about that, and I love this movie. And so I think afterwards, um, Ellen talks to Bill about Inga, it's either now or later on where she talks about Inga, or no, I can't she remember. She doesn't really talk to him that much about it. I think she does at some point. She mentions it. But, because there was a moment where I was like, how did they already establish Inga when they never talked about yeah. it before, but then they had like the brief minute at a dinner. Mm-hmm. But um, I think at this point... Ellen is sitting him down to break up with him at a restaurant. Yes. What a scene. This is where we learn he is actually psychotic. Yeah, he's a sociopath. Oh, yeah. He's a legit sociopath. You want to talk about it, Ryan? Yeah, so, like, she's trying, she's doing it really badly. She's trying to break up with him. She's like, oh, we just don't mix well together. Like, there's not that chemistry. And he's just like, this is because of your fear of commitment. She's like, I'm, he's like, don't, like, be like this. He's like, I'll prove I love you. He's like, I love you so much I'll break my fingers. She's no, he like, says, do you think I love you enough to break my fingers? And she's yeah. 
But she's just so confused. And he literally just snaps his pinky. Yes. And then wraps oh. it in a paper towel and it's okay. No, he was dying. He well, was... like, he doesn't say anything. He doesn't say anything, but his face was showing that, like, it's hurting him. But he's crazy enough to not complain because he wants her to know that he loves her. I get. I thought he was like enough of a psycho to where it didn't phase him at all. No, because I, I maybe I was just I mean, reading he's got it, it wrong. Like in a brief yeah, for the rest of the movie. yeah, for the rest of the movie. And he, he was making some like slight faces of like, but he never actually did anything. And of all things to break to prove my love for someone, I wouldn't be like to prove my love for you. I'm gonna break my pinky. Like I would be like break an arm or like a leg to show that you really care about someone but again this is psychotic behavior Both are pretty toxic behavior <laughs> yeah. so i'm not gonna try and justify it it's a relationship and we don't see him break the pinky at all like the camera like the is just above is and, oh, but wish. we do hear the crunching sound ugh, which was very uncomfortable mm-hmm. and so from there uh, he doesn't get the message that ellen wants no. to break up so he's leaving a bunch of stuff at her house and, like, he leaves, um, like, a framed picture. Um, he leaves, like, sausages and flowers and just all of this stuff for her. He sent her, like, a foot call at work and, like, all these weird, like... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, and then at her work he sent her stuff, too. Mm-hmm. And the, he sent a, a framed picture of her getting into the car <laughs> from when they robbed the gas station where I was like... That's actually a really great gift. Yeah, it was. And then there was like the t-shirt with his the t-shirt with his face on it. Was the oh yeah, so I can always be close to your heart. Yes, <laughs> the thought bubble. Um, <laughs> so great gifts, and then she's still trying to make it look like she's not in love with him for Walter's sake, which mm. I don't understand at all because she's not in love with him at this point. So yeah. I don't know why she's trying to protect his feelings, and but I, he knows about the deliveries anyway because. Bill sent over faxes of his face, yeah. <laughs> making, like, insane faces. Yeah. So. He's crazy. Yeah, he's nuts. So then Ellen um, stays the night at her mom's house to house it, which Ellen was like, yeah, like, I'd be happy to do that because he won't know I'm there. Somehow he does. He well, he'd been there for dinner. Well, like, I don't know how I guess I'm he knew he she was staying place, there. And then saw she wasn't at her place. So maybe she was there. assumed that. Okay. I think the biggest problem, though, is what he was wearing. Oh, well, yeah. Up. I mean... So that's an issue. Yeah. So, at this point, she's, like, up in her old bedroom looking through photo albums. And then, um, Whitman shows up outside of her window as a clown. Well, no, she's asleep at this point. Yes. And okay. she, like, wakes up and is like, oh, Whitman. Because, like, there's, like, a clown waving at her. Like, oh, that's nice. And then, like, she looks out the window, and he is on, like, stilts. Like, she's on the second floor. Yeah. You know. Full clown outfit, just staring at her sleeping. I mm-hmm. like his commitment. He got those long clown pants to cover the mm-hmm. higher stilts. He has $50,000 a month to kill. That's yeah. True. But he's just like, she's asking him to leave, and he's like, no, I'm your friend from God. Because yeah. <laughs> he's like, remember, like, what you said when you were six years old and you saw the clown? Like, I'm your friend, Ellen. And so she pushes him over, and then she calls the cops to, like, complain about it. And she's like, oh, and then Inga? Did you write down Inga? And I'm just like, Ellen, you are not going about this the right way. You're coming across as the crazy one. Mm -hmm. And so then the cops leave. And (laughs) something I wrote was just that Ellen's car is cool. Because she has a nice car in this (laughs) movie. 
There were a few nice cars. He had a couple nice ones. Hers was nice. Yeah, and he, like, I thought maybe he was stealing those cars. Yeah. Because he, he drives a couple of different vehicles, and I was like, oh, maybe part of the behavior would be that he's stealing cars. Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't really know. And so then she does go on a date with Walter. Well, I, I don't think it's, think it's a date. But it would make sense. Why would she need to go to a play for her projection? That's what, because I thought maybe yeah. they were reported, but I was like, wait, no, they're not reporters. I don't know why they went together, but I don't know, because I don't think it was actually a date, because she was like, as friends or something at the start. I thought it was a date, but then he kept talking about like her relationship with women and how it related to the opera. Yeah. Um, but to me, I was like, it's definitely a date. Um, and so then like, well, I just like how that whole description was the end of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and so from there, um, like after the opera, he's like, oh, I'm going to go to the souvenir stand. What opera has a souvenir well, that stand? Well, t-shirts. Well, yes. The Kentucky Center does. Okay, but it's not an opera place. But it's classy performances. Hamilton was there, and they had t-shirts for it outside after. Okay, maybe but Hamilton is an opera. It's a musical. But also, it was an opera about a western. Mm-hmm. So, just a lot of things. Oh, There's a lot of things going on with this. <laughs> Apparently, Whitman knew she was there, so he follows her, and he's making a scene, Big scene. about trying to get back with her. And, and all the work he does. Oh my gosh, all the what he, yeah, he keeps being like, I'm her lover. <laughs> and um, this one guy steps in and he's like, is this guy bothering you? And he's like, no, like, we're together, we're meant to be. And then he says, I'm her lover. He's and like, he's I'm like, we made love together. And so then Ellen passes out. But it's hysterical. She <laughs> Nine, like just yeah, like over. ninety degree, like she's yeah. up completely straight, and she just stays straight, falling <laughs> over. And then like she's in like the like you know the pose with like her arms everywhere yeah. and her legs. That's, yes, like, that's not how she fell. <laughs> yes, and that happens later on when she gets hit by the bus. Oh yes. so, yeah, <laughs> it's so bad. And then I think it's the next day when she goes into work, or no, she goes to a private detective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, to try and get someone to take care of this situation with Whitman. Um, and he investigates, he finds out about the $50,000 a month, which we never get any more confirmation on. Apparently he bought this house he's living, living in like only six months ago. And he'd been living with his mom up until then. And then there was like something else, I think. He found out about Inga. Oh yeah. She like she tried to assassinate, um, Stevie Nicks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was like, why would they? Why would Inga try and do that? Not to Stevie. Oh, that was funny. Yeah, and so then Ellen is just like, oh my gosh, this is insane. Just do whatever it takes to get rid of him. He's like, you gonna ice him, take him out back, and she's like, she's not picking up. Yeah, <laughs> and then she's like, no, no, don't kill him. Just like get him to stay away from me. That doesn't mean break his leg. Yeah, <laughs> and so then um, she says, oh. At some point, I can't remember when, I think it's the next day when she goes into work and she's been sabotaged by Whitman. Yes. Uh, um, he canceled, like, all of her guests, yeah, sent fake telegrams. Mm-hmm. Also, who sends telegrams? It's 1996, you yeah. can send an email. Yeah, I don't page. know why. I kept saying telegram, I'm like, is that even a thing? Like, it was a pager then, wasn't it? Or you well, could send a fax. didn't send messages today. 
it was more just this person wants to talk to you, wasn't it? Yeah, it's like pager to pager. Yeah. So it wouldn't be a But they could have done a fax or an email or I mean something. Mm. Like, were emails a thing? I we're think showing so. our age. We're showing we're our age. Yeah, we are so <laughs> showing our age. I think th- I think emails were a thing. I don't know. Yeah. Older people are going to watch this and be like, man, they are like the youngest children. <laughs> our old people yeah. audience, which is pretty prominent, they're going to be like, parents. these young people. True, <laughs> uh, <to> our parents. <laughs> um, and so... At the meeting, she's tr- she's talking to someone about all the things Bill has done to her, and she says something about he got his butt bigger. Well, yeah, yeah, his butt kept growing. Yeah, did you not notice? No. <laughs> so at the opera, there was this really strange shot of his butt, and just the round the, cur- the 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 tail part of his jacket was parted over his butt cheeks because he got them enlarged. What? And I mean, not like slightly, like six inches more butt was sticking out the back. Oh my gosh, I kind of want to go back and rewatch now to know. Because I missed them mentioning it, and I was like, we're just not going to talk about this. <laughs> well, I got the reverse then. I got, I heard the mention, but I never noticed his butt no, bigger. thick. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I feel so stupid. Stupid. No. I regret. Well, I I'm glad they this. actually mentioned it because I saw it and I was like, this just isn't going to come up again, is it? <laughs> How does it get even bigger from there? I think that was the last. Of I it. Don't, so much else happens at the end of the movie. No, I did not I, pay attention to it. Because she like, looks at it at one point and I was like, what are we looking at? And then there was just one shot of his butt and I was like, oh. When do you remember when that is? On the stairs. Yeah. At the opera. Because he's wearing the white jacket and stuff. Oh, okay. And it's like, like, the split part in the back of the jacket is over each butt cheek. <laughs> I'm so disappointed in myself for not seeing this before. Wow. I'm really bummed with myself. I'm missing all the important things in these movies, guys. Oh my gosh, I'm so upset. Oh, okay. I'm legit That's going back to watch. Watching. <laughs> this, and it's, it was my favorite movie before I even <laughs> know they actually enlarged his butt. Enlarged his wow. Butt. He was thick. This was so so much detail into this movie. <laughs> so Ellen is kind of I guess she's laid off. Yes. For a little bit. Fired. She's not well No, she, I think fired. He's just like you need to take some time off. He didn't fire her. He though. never specifically said it, but, but he she was like her office because like she had her Oh well then yeah, she is fired. Yeah, and he okay. said like and you need to work some stuff out. That's not gonna be here. Yeah. And so I think she is fired. So she has no job now, and she's going to go and talk to her parents about it, um, but Whitman got them tickets to Mexico, and they're leaving right then. Who, what parents that live closely to their daughter... Wouldn't say, hey, we're going on a cruise. We're going out of the country, just so you know. And since she's the house sitter, yeah. you think they would call her. To house sit. <laughs> yeah. But I guess not. And so then Ellen's like, you know what? I'm just going to go on the cruise it too. It was that moment that she went crazy. Yeah, she was starting to lose her mind too. Mm-hmm. And for good reason. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. then she goes back to her house and then the PI shows up. Yeah. And like he's like, oh, he's actually a nice guy. You're just looking at him the wrong way. And he's like, also, Whitman is paying me now. Yeah. <laughs> so I have nothing but good things to say about him. And he's like, you're the one who's crazy. Women never know what they want, when they want it, and when they do have it, they don't want it. And I'm just like, well, whatever. (laughs) And so then she's like running to get to her car, 
and like she stands right in front of a bus, but doesn't get hit by it. But ends up in the hospital. Because she faints and does that thing where she like... Falls 90 degrees. Falls 90 <laughs> degrees, but then is like sprawled out <laughs> on the floor. Like really like Looney Tunes style yeah. of like mm-hmm. someone being run over flat as a pancake. And so she has like an ice pack taped to her head in the hospital because that's the highest degree of technology mm-hmm. they have. Well, but then later on he's like, I love that tie you're wearing. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Which was an amazing line. <laughs> I, it was like, there's something like that or like that hat's doing it for me. He needs a hat on his head. Yeah, and so he's like convinced her sister that she's a suicide risk. But now they're engaged. Yeah. Yes. When did that happen? No. When she was unconscious. Yes. And so... Also, at the same time, she's not talking. She did it. She wasn't paralyzed. And I don't think, think she got, got a concussion. Drugged. I think drugged, yeah. Because we know later on she gets drugged. Yes, she does later on. Well, so. I think it's because, like, he told everyone that she, like, tried to kill herself. And so that they're, like, trying to stabilize her or something. Yeah, that could be. Yeah, because she's, like, groggy, can't talk, and... But even still, I, I thought, like, oh, well, why isn't she speaking at all to say anything to her sister? But then she sneaks out of the hospital, and the car she gets into <laughs> is Inga's. Which, this is the start of the reason I like this movie. <laughs> and you want to go into that, John? Yeah, so she escapes from the hospital, hops in a car that she thinks just like somebody driving past to get away. Um, Whitman comes out in the front and is like, but I love you, Martha, and I'm here for you, and whatever. Um, turns out it's Inga and Bob in the car. Uh-huh. And, Inga, <laughs> and Bob's like trying to make... Um, Martha comfortable in the back and he's like no Bob don't treat her nicely pull her hair (laughs) and Bob's like I don't want it she's like do it so he just like keeps pulling her hair for like a while yeah until it becomes day it's dark when she gets in the car and then we cut to the sun like up and it's bright out and we still just get on going ow they're out like I don't know it's like electric in the desert I'm guessing it's southern California yeah. Like. And so they're tying her to this thing, and like she's like, "You're gonna die, bye, Anne." Because <laughs> they have her strapped down. Yes, and they're pouring honey all over her face. <laughs> oh my and gosh! Like, so he's got like the jar of ants. She's like, "Bob, they're dead." <laughs> he's like, "You wanted them hungry. I wanted them hungry, not dead." <laughs> it's so good. And then this whole just five minutes was beautiful. <laughs> it was such a good comedy. <laughs> And then Whitman shows up out of nowhere. Yeah, with a lever-action rifle. (laughs) Yes. And he threatens to shoot Inga. And she's like, we belong together. And he's like, you need to step away. And so then she's like, no. And he shoots her in the arm, which is such bad reaction timing the way it goes down. And she goes, ah. She goes, ah, my arm. And then just falls over. Yes. And then it's not until she's walking away where she's like, it hurts. (laughs) Hurts. <laughs> well, and then Bob, he's hysterical. Like, because Inga just got shot, and she says, maybe I should call Triple A. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a car. <laughs> like, of all things to call, you don't call Triple A, Bob. So, things are just getting These more tight on him. Yes. It's just the best. Because then he takes her away into an RV. Which has the kids of his mom's maid, which makes no sense. <laughs> He's like, meet your new mom, kids. <laughs> and they're like, hi. Like, they're totally fine with it. And uh, then Ellen is super just close-minded about speaking Spanish, because she's just like, 
oh, is this Unjoko? Yeah, just El like Joko. All, <laughs> all this stuff. And then they have guns that look super real. That was the best. When they pulled out guns on Ellen, <laughs> yes. I was sold. I was like, this is the best movie. This is insane. Because, yeah, she tries to escape. And the kids both pull out pistols and point them at her. And Whitman's like, ha, 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 you can't leave yet. Yeah, and so... First of all, I was just really confused as to why Bill took them in the first place because it seemed They're like starting a family. he needed backup. <laughs> it seems like he had consent from yeah. Consuela, like, oh, it's fine that I'm going to take your kids mm-hmm. to Mexico, to Mexico, the native land, I guess, which would be kind of questionable, but okay. Yeah. And then, so they're driving for a while and then apparently he's drugged Yes. With yes. LSD and, and something. Chamomile? Yeah, like, um, yeah, he said in, into a spray, or so, he made it, it in, into a spray. I thought it was in the water he gave her when she first got on the RV. Yes, and then there was something else later, I'm oh, okay. pretty sure. Okay. But then I was like, well, if it was a spray, how did the kids not get hit up yeah. with it? Well, and then, like, so Ellen's in the front of the RV, and she's, like, going crazy, and it pans back to the kids, and they're shooting each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah the so shooting each other with the water guns. guns. And we just see the boy points at the girl and pulls it, and just, it's a water gun. But <laughs> Ellen doesn't it. see it. Which so they was so real. A great yes. touch. I loved that. <laughs> and I loved those kid actors, they by were the fantastic. way. They were really good. It's so... And now they're, like, pulled off on the side of the road having a family barbecue. In the middle of nowhere. So sweet. And so Ellen runs to the bathroom because she's going to be sick from the drugs. Mm -hmm. And the little girl comes in and she's like, just go away, like, give me a minute. And she calls Walter on the phone Mm -hmm. about what's going to happen because now Walter has said, oh, we're going to get married in this church in Mexico. Mm -hmm. And so she tries telling Walter and Walter's like, Whitman told me you would try and pull something like this, so I'm not going to do anything. That's a red flag right there. Yes. Let's be honest. Whitman is very thorough in his kidnapping. He is. He's fantastic. He's He's a bright... He is a sociopath. Like, he knows what he's doing. And so, then uh, the girl catches Ellen, and also the time runs out on her phone call, because she's using, like, a phone... Like... A payphone. A payphone, yeah, which time date for this movie the fact that payphones existed have you guys ever used a payphone no, no i've seen them in real life i've used a payphone really what was it like it was like using an old phone wow. <laughs> i had no one to call <laughs> same and so the girl they go out and now they're back on the rv for a while driving in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. and they go and they get off at this church it's like St. Maria Church of the Goats. St. Margaret's Church of the Goats. There were goats everywhere, and they were adorable. And Ellen gets off the bus in this wedding gown. And this horrible tiara, big veil, like... Yes. Which is on the cover of the DVD. It's the movie Mm -hmm. poster. Um, And so she gets off, and she's going into the church, and she's having, like, a moment to herself where she's like, could I really go through with this? And I'm like, you've done... Almost nothing to fight this. Stockholm Syndrome. Like, yes, you have done nothing to resist this. Mm. You could get away. It's so she's walking down the aisle, and her parents are there. Yes! yes. Everybody's there. They're like, oh, we're so happy for you, honey. And, and I'm like, they're supposed to be on a cruise. Yes. <laughs> and then Bill's mom is there for like two seconds. Mm. And she's like tapping her foot on the ground, and Ellen is like so upset about the fact she's tapping her yeah, foot on the ground. Yeah, I don't know why that was supposed to be here. Maybe it's supposed to break the spell that Whitman had on her. I don't know. But then 
Walter comes in out of nowhere, and I'm like, why did he actually come because he said he wasn't because Whitman had told him this was going to happen, so he was like, I'm not going to do anything to step in the way of your true love. Because plot. I guess. I don't know. So he comes in with a gun, he trips over something, and the gun goes flying up into the air just so, so that Ellen can grab it. Well, it's funny, because so when it's flying through the air, it's like doing like a normal like, parabola, and then it bounces back up. Yeah. <laughs> and Ellen gets the gun, and then she's pointing it at Whitman, she's like, you need to get away, you need to leave me alone. She also points it at the little girl, she's like, alright, Nicole, let's go down the gun. Yeah, she gets <laughs> And then she squirts Ellen, and Ellen is like, my whole life has been this. <laughs> and so then Whitman, like, dials it down for, like, a minute. Mm-hmm. And then he dials it back up again. Because yeah. he's like, oh, well, like, it's okay, it's okay, just calm down. But then he's like, we can be together forever. And, like, we're going to have a family on of our own. And I bought us a boat. And we can just be out the there. The next two years at sea. And have a natural childbirth yes. with Consuela's children. Just... You, me, my mother, Consuela, and the kids. <laughs> <laughs> and so then Ellen is like, no, this is it. And she, we think she shoots him, but nothing happens. And then she passes out. When does she shoot his mother's foot? Oh, no, she tries to Before shoot. she backs off. She, like, shoots up in the air and it bounces Okay, and it ricochets shape. everywhere. Yeah, and it ricochets <laughs> everywhere. And so then she, and so then she wakes up in prison. Mm-hmm. And so is telling the story, so we're caught up. To so it. we're caught. Like a cigarette talking to the like, yeah. <laughs> Despite the fact at the beginning she said she doesn't smoke. Yeah. And Which so, after this, she needed this. Yeah, she needed to be smoking. smoking but <laughs> also, I think my mom's making peanut butter cookies. I can smell really them. Good. They smell really, really good. good. <laughs> She's so awesome. And so then, um, so the cops are like, "Well, this is enough to arrest you because mm-hmm. this is Mexico." So. Cops are crooked. Yeah. And so they're well, taking she her... she just admitted to shooting someone in the face. She but also she admitted also to being kidnapped, kidnapped and drugged. She's a crazy lady. She's she is crazy. female hysteria. Hey. And so then they put her in the car and Walter got a hold of the car somehow. The car already, and yeah. so he's the getaway driver and he drives off. And so the cops try and get after them, but their tires have been slashed. And so Walter explains how things happened, and he's like, well, here's what really happened. It was Inga. It was Inga, and she was at the top of the church, where no one apparently saw her. <laughs> With a sniper rifle. Where she indoors. screamed, no, after she shot Whitman. Yeah. No one saw her, though, or heard her. Nope. And then uh, Ellen's like, how do you know this? She's like, oh, they told me. Yeah, because <laughs> then when they drive off to the middle of nowhere, and they meet Bob, With who has a horse there for them. One horse, not two. One yeah. horse. And then Bob is like, well, I think Inga's like doing a bunch of tequila shots yeah. right about now, so I should probably go take care of her. <laughs> the things we do for love. <laughs> <laughs> and then he leaves. And then they ride off into the sunset. But With Walter on the horse and Ellen in her wedding dress walking next to him. Which makes no sense. And they're walking in the wrong direction. Yes, and I love that, that whole narration right there. And then we get like end movie credits that explain, oh, what's happening now? Which I just thought was a weird taste. No, I like well, They only like reference the next like three hours of their life. Yes. Because <laughs> it's like... They go off into the sunset, and then and it's then like... turn right. And then turn right <laughs> to get over the border. Inga and Bob get married where they own a exotic oh, pet store yeah. up in Albuquerque. And then Whitman recovers, recovers and goes on his boat. With and his mom. And then it, like, quotes his poem from the oh, beginning. Yeah, because it references something from the poem. 
And that's the movie. That's it. It was an insane ride. It was crazy. And something I meant to mention, there was insane, an insane amount of music playing throughout the entire yes, movie. Yes, there was always So music. much music. And it's not like real music. It's just like the like zany comedy music. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so terrible. Like yeah. really low budget well, comedy. Well, sometimes I, I could be making this up just because of how crazy this movie was. I felt like I heard like cartoon sound effects. Sometimes. Yes. Not super often or anything, but every so often I'd be like, did I hear that? Or did my brain make it play or is it both? Yeah. <laughs> but, so that's this movie. Um, is there anything we didn't cover that you guys want to go over? Or No. I think we got it all. I think we hit it all. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we've got a segment of Tag It coming up and a segment of All Sides, so stay tuned. Welcome back. Um, so every movie has a tagline at the bottom of the movie poster that says something about the movie. And the one for this movie wasn't that great. Um, so I was like, you know, we're going to come up with our own tags for this. So I have five taglines and it's up to you guys to figure out which one is real. It's not going to be all that hard. Um, <laughs> but so here are the taglines. Number one, every choice she makes is wrong. Two... He loved her from afar. It wasn't far enough. <laughs> Three, he loves her. She loves him not. Four, who needs to believe women? Always believe the guy. And five, she should have met Walter at the altar. So. I think number three was the real one. He loves her. She loves him not. Yeah. John, what about you? I want number two to be the real one so bad. It is number two. Yes! <laughs> he loved her from afar, wasn't far enough. Makes no sense because he didn't. He didn't love her from afar. He loved her close Very up. Very personally. From the moment they met. Mm -hmm. um, Always there. So that doesn't make any sense. No. But, I loved your tagline. So. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Not as good as my tagline for Heartbreakers, but still pretty good. Thank I just you. want to tag it, why Ellen's straight? <laughs> or not straight. Why Ellen's not straight? <laughs> <laughs> this is what happened. Yeah, she or, had one bad experience. It was like, that's enough. It was like, now I'm going to the other side. <laughs> um, so we've got, speaking of sides, uh, it's time for a segment of All Sides, the segment de dedicated to one, two, three, four, and five-star reviews on Amazon.com, where all the real movie critics go to <laughs> to post their thoughts. Um, pretty much every, all like every other review either said like, how can Ellen be doing this role? And all the good reviews just said, good corny movie, and that's it. Mm -hmm. Or they'd be like, saw this movie forever ago, found it, so glad I have it on DVD. Or they would be like, this is my favorite movie. Like, a lot of people would be like, this is my favorite movie. And I'm like... It's a really good movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, good. I loved it. Um, so, let's read our reviews. Um, so, this is the one-star review. And it's titled, I was clearly Mr. Wrong in buying this piece of crap by Jay. <laughs> my ex wanted it. I was clearly Mr. Wrong in buying this piece of crap. Nice. Yep. <laughs> All right, John, would you like to read our two-star review? Yes. Um, this is titled... Unfortunate Choice of Actors by M. Spalding. I enjoyed the whole romantic comedy gone wrong theme, and the music was well thought out. Unfortunately, I disliked Bill Pullman as a... Sorry. As an actor, a purely personal thing, I'll admit, and I couldn't really take Ellen DeGeneres seriously as a bride, or as much else in the movie. Otherwise, a good movie, but the stars ruined it for me. 
Okay. That's a fair. I'm, I'm glad yeah. he was able to admit that his Bill Pullman hate was personal. Yeah, because well, I mean, I didn't like him in this movie either. He but wasn't the best. In no. this. Yeah. Well, well, how it about was our... that gruff voice that made him? Oh, yeah. true. Yeah, that voice was disgusting. Yeah. Okay. So the three star review is three stars by David Williams. Oldest daughter lives this movie. So I'm pretty sure that the typo was loves, <laughs> but the fact point. that he said lives was like. What if, if she actually lives this movie <laughs> just on an endless loop? Poor girl. Out on a boat with some dude giving natural childbirth. <laughs> I just feel like <laughs> we need to check that. in on David yeah. Williams. <laughs> but, I mean, what if? That'd be awful. What if? But that would mean he's the bad dad. Yeah. Mm, the dead the, dad. And yeah, he did Steve nothing Martin about it. No, the, yeah. The Steve Martin knockoff. Steve Martin, Steve Martin knockoff. So really it's his fault too. It's his yep. fault. All right. Four stars, subtitles by Jones. I saw this film years ago and loved it. Now I need subtitles on all my movies. Does anyone know is this one has subtitles? <laughs> this is a cry for help. He watched it with subtitles, so yes. It, it does. does. Uh, how about five stars, John? Uh, oh, okay, I was confused what the 70% was. Oh yeah, it's 70% a, five 70% star are five stars. There were only like 200 reviews for this movie. Oh, okay. So it's so, not a lot, but it's enough. Uh, titled Love Ellen by Brit. I love Ellen. She's such a butch in this movie. Lone. This <laughs> <laughs> lone. So, I mean, she oh, kind is of that it? Yeah. Oh. That, well, that's it. That's um, five, yeah. five. But I mean, she called out Ellen for being butch. Being butch, but I mean, this isn't even super butch Ellen. This no. is just Kind of Butch Allen. She wears like a dress twice. Yeah. In the movie, which I don't know is saying wow. something. But um, so would you recommend this movie on our list? Is it the worst? Is it the best? No, it's not the worst. It's definitely not the worst. Yeah. Nothing will ever beat the Lost Pastor. Oh my gosh! I don't <laughs> think anything will. I mean, this is probably my second place. Oh, I think I my loved place this too. movie. I loved Inga. And just that whole last... She made the whole movie Crazy roller coaster. I want, like, a movie based on Inga and Bob's adventures. Yes! Or, like, the story of how Inga and um, Bill Pullman... Yeah. That's a... Had a relationship. That's pretty cool. I would really enjoy I'd watch that. Or just maybe a solo epic of Inga. You know? Adventures of Inga. Yeah. What it's like inside her brain. I would love it. But I would, I totally recommend this movie. It's yeah. probably my se- second favorite, second to The Lost Pastor. Mm-hmm. So definitely watch it. You have to rent it. It's not available for free anywhere. Yeah, which is unfortunate. Yeah, it's like $4 rental. What, yeah. Surprising for a movie that has 5% yeah. on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> but um, okay. Uh, so now it's time for closing announcements. Thanks for tuning into the Roast and Toast podcast. If you noticed anything in the movie that we didn't cover, or if you'd like to suggest a movie for us, you can reach us at roastandtoastpodcast at gmail.com. Subscribe, and please leave us a rating and review on iTunes. It's the best way for people to know this podcast is definitely a toast. New episodes drop every other Tuesday, and tune in next time when we dig into the movie Ma from 2018 starring Octavia Spencer. In honor of Halloween month, I'm Jordan. I'm John. And I'm Ryan. And thanks for listening. Stay good, everybody.